Hey everybody, welcome back to Soccer Crush. We have a question for you guys. Did you know we have a book club? We have book club. We just had a really great discussion, a very lively conversation about soccer and sun and shadow. But you can sign up from the link on our Twitter, which you should definitely be following by now, soccer underscore crush. We just announced our next book club pick for this summer. It is called Learning America by Luma Mofley. I'm absolutely pronouncing that wrong. Luma, I am so sorry. Please correct me. (laughs) Uh, We haven't picked a date for that yet. So you guys have time to sign up. It'll be fun. You can listen to the testimonials of people who have joined us. We have had no complaints. Yeah, zero complaints. And also, thank you for listening. Obviously, we couldn't do this without you. We would, but it'd be really boring. Be so thank you for that. And if you have a minute, like and rate our podcast wherever you can. And thank you for listening, friends. Ready for rapid fires? I'm ready. Ready okay. for rapid fires. Who wants to go first? I will go first. I was instructed to go first. That was back when we I didn't have a rapid fire. About three <laughs> minutes ago. Yes. Um, so this past weekend we were watching Chelsea and I was horribly disgusted that Mason Mount cut his hair. So now I need to know, (laughs) has your soccer crush ever done anything to disappoint you? Have you seen Ben Showell's fashion sense? Yeah. Um, Mo has cut his hair before as well. Mo Salah. And that is always disappointing when that happens. Wait, is he your soccer crush? Mo Salah, you didn't yeah. know that? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he he plays for um, Liverpool. Ooh, that's his dumb name. <laughs> JK people, I know who he is. Uh, <laughs> it is. It was just heartbreaking. The songs that came out of me were I tears, was, and I was concerned. I was distraught. Yeah, he had to comfort sounds her. Concerning with a full hand on the shoulder, not yeah. even a shoulder touch, a full oh. hand. It was a lot. It was a lot of emotions. It was a lot of emotions. Okay. Beth, do you have one or do you want me to go? I do. Um, There's an election happening in Ohio. I don't know if you guys knew this. A primary and lots and lots of people are running and they hate each other. What would you do to not have to watch another political ad? They've been airing for months. What would you do? Put me in the Hunger Games. I would. I would rather die. Are you guys ready for this? Ready. I would. I would say something nice about Harry Kane. Ooh! Wow! I would shave my head. Yeah. I would root for Liverpool to Whoa. win a match. I'd win for Man City. Root for Man City to win the title. Yeah. It just, if that's what it takes. That's We're very glad takes. we don't have cable. Oh my gosh. It's just, I just like, I want to like watch the news after work and it's like every commercial is every single one. why each person is worse. And the, the way that you talk about themselves being a good candidate makes me want to throw up. I'm like, these are positives. Like, so you know that meme with like the JD Vance commercial where he starts out saying, do you, are you, do you hate Mexicans? Are you racist? I'm like, you cannot possibly imagine where that commercial goes until you see it. And you're like, how did it get worse? Yeah. I just want to say, yeah, I went to the same high school and uh, we have the same Ohio hometown. I'm very sorry that yeah. he has disgraced gonna, you like this. No, I'm going to find it. The um, Gene Tipkin ads have put me over the edge with the um, going after women and, or, yeah. You know, trans women in sports, which is trash. And to quote my dad, who the hell cares? Yeah, I agree, Red. Mm-hmm. So, Red um, hates it too. My rapid fire is a little more lighthearted. What is your favorite and least favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, Go ahead, Abby. I was going to say, like, is this brand specific? Specific or like overall? Whatever your heart desires, Gina. Ugh. Does that make it worse? Do you want me to narrow it? Yes. Okay. Brand specific. Okay. Um, brand specific. I love Jenny's Buckeye ice cream. It is chocolate and peanut butter and it's everything that I love. Least favorite is? Anything you don't like. 
Yeah. Here we go. Um, uh, my favorite is probably Jenny's um, peach jam and biscuit. Um, it's so good. Um, I usually would go for something very chocolatey, but I do really love the peach jam and biscuit. Yeah, really. There's I yeah, it doesn't exist. Um, my least favorite ice cream would probably be anything that's been like freezer burned. Mm. Okay. Fair. You yours? Know, it tastes uh, like the freezer. Cookies and cream is my fave. And I don't like mint chocolate chip. Mint should not be an ice cream. That is how I personally feel. Well, she's wrong because mint chocolate chip is the best flavor of all time ever. That's and okay. I will die on that hill but thankfully um, you don't have to die on it I do have to say the other hill I will die on is that I almost got into a fight with my childhood best friend about Jenny's being from Columbus because she was like Mm -hmm. no Jenny's is from Nashville and I said no it absolutely is not I almost pushed her out of her own car while she was driving (laughs) I was a witness to that I have never she was texting me the whole time from the front seat and I was like yeah this is how it ends I have never like (laughs) more <laughs> angrily argued something in my life well you knew you were right I was right Jenny is right. from Columbus and it is amazing it is amazing and now headlines post headlines post headlines but um my headline is that there is a coalition forming against a number of different leagues uh, over here in North America, Liga, or over here in the Americas. <laughs> Liga MX, Major League Soccer, and NWSL are forming a coalition to eliminate anti-gay abuse from soccer. Um, and their organization is now going to be called Common Goal. So it's a new Common Goal soccer movement. I like that. I love Common Goal. It's very exciting. They have some fantastic initiatives, and I would like them to start with stupid-ass Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Get him out of Florida. Okay. Eliminate him. Eliminate how? And Schmidt here in Ohio is starting, trying to start similar legislation. Mm -hmm. Because she's also trash. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's my headline. I saw it and I was happy. Uh, my headline is a touch old. So technically it has already happened. But back in March, um, the 2018 Ballon d'Or winner, Ada uh, Hagerberger, she left Norway's national team for almost five years. Um, she left in 2017. She took a stand against the Federation's lack of investment in the women's game, which, as you know, Norway's women's team is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so as of April 4th, she has decided to return, which I think is very exciting. I love that. That is exciting. When they asked her if she would twerk when she got her Ballon d'Or, she just looked at them and said, no. Yeah. Like, you go, girl. I agree. You Women shouldn't have, be asked to twerk if they... No. Are you asking Leo Messi to twerk when he's winning? I sure would like no, to. No, you should. Um, that's fantastic. My headline is from yesterday, Saturday. Sophia Smith scored her hat trick um, with the U.S. Women's National Team win against Uzbekistan. Um, They won 9-1, and at 21, she's the youngest player since Christine Walsh in 2000 to do so. It's very exciting. There were a lot of um, young new names on this U.S. women's national team roster, and it's very exciting to see these young women excelling already and getting their starts and you know scoring goals. It's exciting to see the culture there. It mm-hmm. is. I um I got the end of the game because um, I turned on um, L.A. L.A. was after them, and um, I didn't realize that they had been, they were on like regular broadcast um network so but it was exciting just to even see the end yeah it is Mm -hmm. um speaking of matches what was your favorite match since we last record beth well um i wrote into the notes here Leeds versus watford 3-0 was a very exciting battle of the bottom but after i wrote this in i watched el trafico um also a very exciting game um, it was super fun to watch. Um, it, the lead kind of went back and forth. And um, there were a lot of goals. And yeah. LA Galaxy ended up winning. I feel like they tend to have the upper hand in that uh, derby. And um, 
yeah, they just like get in LAFC's head. I don't know. How many goals were a lot of goals? Were allowed goals? I think for LA. No, how many, like, what was the score? I didn't see the score. Oh, I think it was, I think it ended up being two to one or three to two, something like that. Um, Yeah. Oh, and Leeds were their lavender kits. That was the other thing that I liked about that. Those are very cute. They're very pretty. Agreed. Beautiful. Just in time for Easter and past. What was your favorite game, Trisha? It was the Chelsea game because we had a terrible week before. It was awful. It was no bueno. So it was nice to have something to smile about. So Chelsea beat Southampton 6-0 on Saturday morning, and there were goals for everybody. There are braces. It was great. Um, To keep in line with the Premier League favorite matches is this Everton win against Man United (laughs) 1-0. I just, it delighted me to no end. And it, it, you know, it was perfect. And that's exactly what we all needed. I do have to make a, uh, an honorary, honorable, honorable mention, honorable mention. Um, Not this past week, the week before, Nashville beat Columbus crew. And all I have to do is just take this opportunity to say, fuck Nashville. There can only be one yellow team and it's not that. I don't know. I, I like up, your announcement up the crew. I don't know. Ohio against the world. There That's fair. I agree. Oh, red agree. She's agrees. I, I just, I believe that means fuck Nashville. Yeah. I, they probably have a dog app kind of like the cat app where you record the cat meows to see what they're saying. I think if you recorded Red Spark right there, it would absolutely translate to fuck Nashville. Yes, it probably would. Um, after your uh, Everton Man United game, did you see that uh, he who should not be named smashed someone's phone? I did because he's a little bitch. And I shouldn't use that word lightly, but if you're going to act like that, it was a child. You hit a phone yeah. out of a child's hand and then was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'd like no, to invite not. him to come to a map. Get the fuck out of here. What a douche. Total douche. I hate him. Anyway, mm-hmm. you guys want to have a tactics break so we can go talk more mean things about him? Yeah, I was going to say, can we just yeah. like segue into talking crap about him forever? Yeah, let's do that. Perfect. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back, crushes. We are here with our guest for this week, uh, Thomas Costello. You may know him from the Brian and Me podcast, which we really enjoy. Oh. Um, he is um, a crew fan, which we don't enjoy, um, but oh. he covers the crew for massive. Very report. different Oz there. I, <laughs> I know, different Oz. <laughs> um, he's also a big fan of NWSL and the Chicago Red Stars. Welcome to Soccer Crush, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. I I was thinking up until today, like I I don't know what I've done to to deserve the honor of being on here, but I I accept it just the same. Thank you so much for for having me on here and um, the crew part. Eh. We can you, forgive you. Did, you. <laughs> that's that's fair. Well, you you did win something, which we can talk about a little bit because there was a question that Rose Lavelle was asked this weekend at in the Crew Stadium um, that Cincinnatians Cincinnatiites will um, will enjoy. Oh, I don't think I knew that. It's what question tease. was Rose Lavelle asked? Well, um, she had played in the Tickle down in Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. this was her first time playing in the LDC. I call it the dot. I think more people should call it the dot, not LDC. <laughs> I think it's a stupid acronym. Uh, so they were playing at the dot. And afterwards, um, her family was her sisters live in Columbus. And she was talking in the week at practice about uh, Cincinnatians being the best people in the world. And she was ranked the fifth best Cincinnatian. Um, I think behind what's the, uh, what's the famous animal you have down there? Fiona. Yeah, she was fifth behind Fiona. (laughs) And she was like, I accept that. That's that's an acceptable (laughs) ranking. But after the match, somebody asked her which stadium is better, the the dot or the tickle. And she hesitated big time, big time pause. And she was like, "I, I can't answer that right now <laughs> which we all read between the lines because she said i'm at the wrong place to answer that um that so is, she is cincinnati through and through yeah she cincinnati is she really and is. through proud of i can girls. respect it <laughs> although she did play for crew juniors when she was a kid there's a picture yeah. of her wearing black and gold that 
Um, I won't lie. We post a lot whenever <laughs> U.S. Women's she, she National didn't, Team is She didn't know any better. And yeah, that, that's probably it. We'll go with that. <laughs> Well, Thomas, we're super excited to hear how you became such a fan of soccer. Um, please tell us your soccer love story. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't care how it comes across. I started from a World Cup. I did not grow up in a soccer loving family. I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I was a Northeast Ohio elitist. So everything was Cleveland growing up. So it was like the Browns, the now guardians, the Cavs. That's what I kind of grew up on. I remember the first time I saw soccer, I might've been between 10 and 12 or so years old. And I wasn't watching the match. I was just so fascinated because the clock was going up and I was like, what's going on? Because at that point, internet was not really prevalent, which I guess ages me pretty quickly. Um, and I was like, when does it stop? I was more interested to see when does this clock stop? I didn't watch any of the match. And then it was probably uh, about eight or nine years later that I watched during the 2010 World Cup when they were in South Africa. I was actually on a trip to Armenia at the time, and I watched the World Cup in this like really small TV in a language that I did not know. And I was watching these really kind of random soccer matches, and I I got into it a lot. And then in 2014, when they were in, where were they in 2014? Brazil? I think so. I think they were in Brazil in 2014. Yeah. Um, I had moved to Richmond, Virginia. So I was that Northeast Ohioan. Uh, I moved to Richmond. My wife and I, I have three kids. At the time, we had two back in 2014. And I just, I, I didn't have anything else really to do. I had work friends, but that was about it. None of them were into soccer. Um, I started watching the World Cup, but I went out to a bar to watch with the American Outlaws there in Richmond just because I wanted, you know, I needed some camaraderie. I needed to get out of my apartment with uh, the kids and stuff. We just needed a little break. So I went out for USA Germany where I went to a Liverpool bar actually. And I started, this is right after to Luis Suarez um, bit somebody in that world cup. And Liverpool had just had the slip with Steven Gerrard. Um, and I had no, I had no, no idea about any of this because I was just coming in in the World Cup cycle. And we're sitting there before the match. And uh, United States, they, they didn't win that one against Germany, but they still moved into the knockout stage. And um, everyone was asking me, what's your Premier League team? And I had no idea what the Premier League teams were. <laughs> and they said, well, you're a Liverpool supporter now. And I was like, mm, okay, I don't do really well with people telling me what to do. I'm not a really good uh, responder to that kind of thing. So I uh, did my own research. I was looking into teams. And this is the same time, summer of 2014. I told you Northeast Ohio elitist. Everything was Northeast Ohio. A certain someone um, named LeBron James announced he was coming back to Cleveland that summer. And I was just like, I was so excited because I was so sad when he left to go to Miami. And then I found out that he was part owner of Liverpool. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to follow them. <laughs> I started watching Liverpool <laughs> when they were not very good. They had that close to championship run right before I joined. And then it was just like, like falling off the cliff uh, in 2014 to 15. And um yeah, we eventually moved back from Richmond to Ohio, but we moved to Columbus instead of Northeast Ohio. And with the team right there in the city in 2015, I can't, I couldn't not support the local, the local soccer team. And I became a crew supporter, uh, supported them f since 2015, now end of 2014 season, 2015 had season tickets. I mean, I got a season ticket with a, a guy at work who I didn't know <laughs> he had a crew <laughs> license plate and I ended up finding out who he was. And the second time we talked to each other, we bought season tickets with each other. And so I started going to crew awesome. matches. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause I was, we were moving to Columbus, but my wife and kids were in the Canton area, Northeast Ohio. That's where I'm from is Canton, Ohio. And I would, um, drive home on the weekends and I would work in Columbus during the week. And I actually saw him on a weekend in Canton with the crew license plate. And I was like, whoa, serendipitous or something like that. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, I followed the crew then. I've kept following Liverpool and the crew until 2020 when I started writing for a site called Massive Report. I had um, what quarter, not quarter life crisis, third life crisis, I would say. Um, I was, I was, I'm in the business world still. I work in an insurance company, a large insurance company here in Columbus, Ohio. You probably couldn't guess what insurance company that is. And I was kind of late to the whole getting my degree thing. So I was about to graduate with a business degree. And I was, I had this moment with about one semester left where I was like, I don't want to graduate with a business degree. I have no offense to anybody who has one, but I was just like, if my company's going to pay for it, I'm going to go for something I really enjoy. And I switched to writing, something that I, I've, I've loved to do since I was in high school. And it kind of went away with having kids and a family and all that stuff. But at that point, I was like, you know, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, I should do something that I enjoy. So I started writing about the crew. Like I said, joined Massive Report. Whole pandemic thing happened. And um, yeah, I kept going throughout it. I didn't stop even though the matches kind of stopped i really got into the nwsl kind of kicked myself for waiting until 2020 to get into the league um my friend bryant and me we have a podcast <laughs> called bryant and me and we uh, started in 2019 and we really got into the challenge cup we chose chicago as our team and since then as the world's kind of opened back up and you know matches are happening their regular seasons now over the last year and a half i've just been writing about all of it as as much as i can this year in 2022 i became the the beat writer for massive report and the crew so i now go out to all the matches press conferences stuff like that and still try to fit in as much um of nwsl u.s women's national team as i can and i also write for a league called the wpsl which is where like the dayton dutch lions are we talk about rose lavelle she played for the wpsl with them uh cincinnati sirens they have a really successful team down there so i i i'm paid from them in the summer to write about last year i was writing about 40 teams during the summer and this year it's gone down to about 12, which is much more manageable than 40. But I just, I, I really, I, I love doing it. Even changing over from, I'm still a soccer supporter. I don't get to go to as many matches as a supporter anymore, but I still really enjoy it. I still really um, enjoy writing about it. And my fandom has changed a little bit, but I would mm-hmm. say for maybe the better, maybe time will tell, but well, that's you. it. I know I really rambled on. Sorry. Go no, ahead. Abby. That's okay. <laughs> thank you for delivering all this content. Oh, do, like, cause I think something fun about your podcast is I f- mm. feel like you guys appeal to the casual fan in the same way that I feel like we try to appeal to the casual fan. I don't, I don't care about tactics so much. I mean, we're very serious about tactics. We have notebooks. We discuss it in depth. We are the authority on tactics. Tactics right next to shirtless Declan yeah, Rice. Exactly. So we are very the serious priorities, ta- right. tacticians. <laughs> Joe Burrow's on here. We care about tactics. Yeah, we do. He was number two on the list, I think. He was number two in front oh, of Fiona oh. and Rose. Rose which, should be people, higher. He's from Athens. He's not even from yes. Southwest. I think Ohio. Rose should be higher. Ugh. I agree. Another World Cup, and maybe she'll bump up. Yeah, I think so. She has time. She's on another World Cup goal, and certainly she will. Yeah, for sure. Totes. Um, no, our show is uh, tactics. I, our show is ridiculous. <laughs> we started. <laughs> uh, we started, like I said, end of 2019 and 2020. When did he move? 2021. My pal Brian moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's kind of now just become the two of us still need to talk to each other. And if we don't do this podcast, we might not talk to each other because we're so busy. And so we keep it going now more as just a a stream of consciousness between two oafs, just talking about, uh, talking about soccer, talking about anything, lamenting about the NWSL and the Chicago Red Stars. And it's just, it's just silliness where we, 
we stopped looking at the 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 listens a long long time ago. We had a really good spell where we cared a lot, and we're like, yes, we're going to try to grow our market and engage. And then eventually, we're like, oh, it's really tiring. Let's just do let's just do whatever we want, and uh, we really have a fun time. But the tactics, yeah, even in my writing outside of uh, the BAM fam, I don't. I write recaps just because it's part of being a beat writer, but I much rather write about stories off the field, stories about players. I did one of where I painted a TIFO, which I'd never done before. It was a two stick. It wasn't like a full thing, but I, I painted one based on Ghostbusters because I tell folks I'm about like this close. You can't see it on an audio podcast. My fingers are very close to each other. Um, <laughs> I'm that close to going to comic-con like dressed up like a ghostbuster that's how much i love the movies so i made a crew slash ghostbusters two stick and i like writing stories like that i like writing fun stories that i think that supporters would enjoy and also i think supporters want to read that stuff probably more than a match recap (laughs) than they want to read about those kinds of things i think so many times people just want to regurgitate statistics and they really lose the narrative of the entire like soccer community. And I appreciate that there's still people here trying to tell stories and, mm-hmm. you know, making those connections. So you're in the right place. Oh, thank you. I, I try. Um, in the last recap, the home match where the crew lost to Nashville, uh, one nil, they did this big celebration for Federico Iguain, a big, you know, historic member of the crew. I loved him mm-hmm. as a supporter, just watching him over the years. And, um, I, I still, even in the recap stuff, the stat, stat-y stuff, that's the word, stat-y stuff, um, I, I still try to throw in something because they did this maestro, the TIFO, I don't know if you saw it, they had what, that said, take a bow maestro, and he's holding a conductor's baton. I, I did Not see it, yes. Oh, you like that? Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> it was really good. No, it was good. And I put in the article that, you know, he was orchestrating a symphony, but the match turned more into punk rock because there was a lot of fouls. <laughs> there's a lot of tackles. And I still try to mix in some flavor. It's because Nashville is trash and we hate them. <laughs> I'm not a fan either. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, Higuain, he resigned for a day, right? So he could retire a crew player. He did. Right? He yes. did. And uh, Lucas Zellerion, who uh, you might have uh, all heard of because he's oh, player of the month and he's been a revelation since he joined the league. He um, he was injured in the match before that match and they had a week off, a bye week. So we did this dumb April Fool's Day joke and I, I, I tweeted it out at like 7 a.m. because that's when people still don't know that it's April Fool's Day yet and they're going to find something and I wanted it to be our stupid something. And I, we put on there, we knew he was getting a one-day contract, but we tweeted out, breaking overnight, he's available to play and he's going to be in the roster available <laughs> for selection with Lucas Elorayon's injury. And I let it, we let it ride for like 15 minutes, but a lot of people got angry, which was fun. And a lot of people bit too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's we we um trying to make it more fun because I, I think as the crew have been around for so long, Master Report's been around for so long, we all know supporterdom can kind of be a little clicky, can kind of be a little uh territorial within teams. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure Cincinnati everything's great and there's no oh, yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. <It's> all rosy. <laughs> but a uh, Master Report has not had probably the warmest reception over the last few years and i'm just trying to bring a little bit of (laughs) levity to to the situation because i you talked about brian and me if no one's listened it's okay um like the people listening to the show haven't we don't take a lot of things seriously um and with master report we still take it seriously but i also want to include some of that you know fun of life included in the things that we Mm -hmm. we do well, we have something super serious for you, and they are very ridiculous rapid-fire questions. Oh, yes. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready? Are you sure. ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready. Um, what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts, including your own? Um. <laughs> we don't have to talk. I talked about my own enough. Uh, I like Two Cents FC. Mm-hmm. Two Cents FC is one of my favorites. Um, Ty Phillips is 
is great. He's kind of behind the scenes of that one, but they do a lot of great player interviews from perspective of black soccer players. Um, I also like uh, graphics by Jess. She is a soccer. um, She does graphic design because her name's graphic by Jess. Uh, She lives over in England. She does a lot for Chelsea and a Chelsea uh, women's supporters team, but she did our logo and she does really boss stuff. So she is at graphics by Jess two S's there on Jess. She also plays a game called Korfball, which I'd never heard of. But in Europe, Korfball, spelled just how you think it's spelled, <laughs> uh, is is a real thing. And she's like a, a, a champion of England playing Korfball too. So I would say that. Um, I, I, I was going to say you folks, because uh, not just because I'm on the show. I don't listen to any podcasts, but when I do, like when I'm <laughs> – traveling to match and stuff i do listen you're you're right up there too with two cents and stuff that i listen to um i think that's i think that's it i'm gonna be oh also soccer noob soccer noob last one um it's no space in there at soccer noob it's a podcast between a, a guy who probably in his mid-30s or something like that i don't know how old he is and his nine-year-old daughter so he's a soccer noob. So he's learning about soccer and he does it by, he covered, he covers just about anything. He'll cover like a match from each continent. He seriously covered the top Madagascar football league in his last episode. And his nine-year-old daughter is called person noob because he's the soccer noob. He's new to soccer. She's a person noob because she's nine and she's kind of new to existing so they do <laughs> some fun like banter and back and forth so soccer noob cool. is also a really good one That's awesome. for for That's nwsl awesome. stuff i like um soccer over gotham if you like gotham fc they're a very team specific one um also butcher town rundown if you're a fan of racing louisville i know louisville and cincinnati have a little bit of animosity towards each other <laughs> A little but, bit, but we're we're having the host of Butcher Town on a little later this season. Uh, uh, Becky, mm-hmm. yeah, we just hung out at the U.S. Women's National Team match on Saturday. Becky and I, um, she's great people, and I might have scared her in the parking lot of the stadium. <laughs> we were dro- I know this is rapid fire, but <laughs> I have to talk about it. This is fresh. She's pulling into the stadium, and she's driving in right from Louisville. Never been to Columbus before. And I notice uh, to get into the lower.com field, if you haven't been there, there's really like two ways to get in. <laughs> it's kind of tucked in the back of a road. It's really kind of annoying, but I know a back way. And uh, she was talking to the police officer looking for directions. And I noticed she had a racing Louisville bumper sticker on the, or a magnet on the back of her car. And I was like, it's Becky. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to help her. So I'm like turning on my turn signal way too early. Like maybe she'll see it and she'll turn that way because I'm going the same place. Cause in my head, she knows what I drive and she knows <laughs> where I'm going as this random person in a random car. And then in the parking lot, I'm like, I grab my stuff. I walk over to her car and I'm not, I don't go to her side window. Cause I'm not going to ever try to like scare somebody. Like you see this weird dude, like looking like me standing next to your driver's side window, <laughs> kind of creepy. So I stood like, diagonal from her from the hood of the car and i was gonna like lightly knock on the hood but luckily she looked up she recognized me we'd never seen each other in person we did a zoom like she was a guest on brian and me uh, a few weeks ago and i i, I apologized to her for <laughs> frightening her but uh then we just hung out the rest of the match got to talk nwsl with somebody which not a lot of folks to talk nwsl with uh most of the times in real life so that was a, a blast and she's good people you're really gonna enjoy uh having becky on awesome i love the way the the soccer community builds itself mm-hmm. you know, just making these connections i'll say being in the nwsl supporterdom outside of people who are addicted to Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris That's outside of the Crashland people. It's pretty, it's pretty welcoming. It's pretty like light and it's a lot more, I would say fun than the MLS supporterdom that I know, or like the Liverpool supporterdom that I know it's, it's really great. Last one. <laughs> I keep thinking of them now. I swear this is the last <laughs> one. Um, LFC W, uh, SC Liverpool women's 
Supporters Club, Liverpool Women's Supporters Club. They don't have a podcast, but they put out a lot of photos from the match. They sing songs. They make banners. I made a banner with a couple friends here in Columbus, and we shipped it over to the Liverpool Women's Team. Um, so they're also really great. Joe is the chairperson of the LFC. I never get the letters right. The Liverpool Women's Supporters Club, and um, they're fantastic people. Uh, fantastic group of folks. I feel like part of family, even though I've never been to Liverpool in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. I swear that's the last one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off now. No, I'm not. You said rapid fire and I'm like 12 minutes later. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, who would you trust to take a high stakes PK? Um, oh boy. I'm going to pick high stakes PK. I'll pick of anybody in the world or just people I know. Anyone. Anyone. Oh, anyone in the world. I'll pick uh, James Milner. I don't think I've ever seen James Milner miss a penalty kick. I don't think I, and he's an Englishman. It defies all logic. I don't know how it happens, <laughs> but he never misses a penalty kick. He, he's come into matches from as a substitute. And the first time he touched the ball is a penalty kick and he still made it. So I'll pick James Milner. <laughs> Which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? Maybe it's it's not recency bias. Maybe just because I talk to this person so much. I want to hear what Caleb Porter really thinks about things. <laughs> I want to hear what Caleb Porter really thinks. Because he's, uh, we just found out like this off season, he has tattoos and stuff. We had no idea he has tattoos like all like on his chest and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I had no clue. Like you, you wouldn't know that from watching him over the years. Um, he just, he grates people. I think some folks don't like him like period. I think he he's a highly interesting person. Um, and also I have to say Jurgen Klopp, that's a second place one because come on. Delightful human. I don't think anybody dislikes him. And maybe I'm extremely biased. <laughs> I mean, Trisha like, no, I can find some, I can find some people. <laughs> um, who do you think is the most famous soccer player? I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to say Ronaldo back to what we talked about engagement wise, any engagements, good engagement. He's known (laughs) for a lot of reasons and he's known for being a rapist. Yes. He's very, yeah, that's what he's. And then he hit the, he hit a phone out of a 14 year old. I think he was, I think he's autistic. And he hit the oh, phone out of the kid's hand. I didn't know hand. that. I knew that yeah. he did the phone smashing. We talked about that earlier. We complained yeah. about a lot off air. Now we have things to add. Yeah. That, yeah. That. Um, make sure you read the article too, because I, I could be wrong. I know that the the young fan had has some sort of uh, disease. Wow. I'm not sure specifically what it was. I, I think it was he's autistic also. But yeah, I think he's... Well known because a lot of people who ignore that stuff know him just as a you know a soccer player who's won stuff, but he's also um, infamous just for notoriously horrible things that he has done Correct. off the field. Um, which, if you listen, Brian, and me, we have talked about a lot. We have talked about it a lot um, over the last however many years we've done a podcast. Not a fan. Same. Have you read any soccer books? And if so, which are your favorites? I did read Soccer in Sun Shadow. I missed the book club. I did read the book. I read it a, f- I read it a few years ago and I started reading it again because of the book club. And my schedule was, was stupid and my brain is half firing, I feel like, most of the time. <laughs> but I did read that. I really, um, I really enjoyed that book. I'm trying to think if I've read any other... <sighs> I did read an, uh, a journalist who covers Liverpool. I'll have to find the name of the book. I'll share the book with you afterwards. But he was a fan of the team as a kid. He talked about going to matches as a kid when kids should not be at the soccer matches back in like the 70s or so, 80s. He talked about he was at Hillsborough whenever it happened. He was at um, all these European championships or, uh, yeah, the uh, Champions League and whatnot in Rome where – the bus was like attacked by Roma fans. They were playing Roma in Rome for one of the European cup finals. And 
the people were attacked and he was part of the group. And it, it's a really interesting read, uh, especially like the parts like about Hillsboro. Like I have goosebumps thinking about it right now because like to this day, it just like, it haunts him being there for that. So I'll have to find that book. But um, I read a lot of, I read a lot of fiction. When I do read, I'm usually reading fiction. My nonfiction, I don't get too much into the soccer books. I read like Chuck Klosterman, which is not a soccer book at all, but I'm really, I'm a big fan of his. He's my nonfiction go-to. And then the rest is just fiction. I'll read through anything fiction-wise. I need an escape. (laughs) Yes. Um, Is there a match that you wish you could relive? Mm. I wish I could relive. (sighs) I wish I could relive. I know I'm, I'm one trick pony. A lot of these answers are Liverpool related, but I would want to relive the Champions League semifinal home leg against Barcelona, where they're down three goals to zero. Uh, Barcelona tweets before we all we have to score one. All we have to do is score one, right? And we're definitely going to do that, right? Something along those lines, and then they come back and win. Uh, 4-0. I was watching it on a delay because I stream everything. I don't have cable or anything like that. Um, So it was killing me that I was like one or two minutes delayed. So a friend of mine called me and he's like, hey, here's what's happening. It's this minute. It's this minute. So after the, the fourth goal goes in, for the last 10 minutes, I'm just on the phone and I'm like, tell me everything that's happening, even though it's happening 30 seconds after for me. Um, I just, it was, it was a great moment. Just, I was at home watching it alone, um, except for my friend giving me the most up-to-date info, but that was such a fun match to watch. And I could, I don't rewatch soccer. Um, I can't rewatch matches that already happened, but I would rewatch that one. That's fair. Um, who is your favorite person or people to watch soccer with? I like watching with, uh, I have two friends that are named Bryant. So Bryant caves is the Bryant me mm-hmm. star. Um, he's the star of the show. His name is in the title. <laughs> Mine's not in the title. Uh, and our, also our friend, Bryant Lepic, who lives up in Michigan. The reason we all met was because of an Instagram post we did. I was at the groundbreaking of the new crew stadium and he was like, Hey, my name's Bryant too. And I'm a crew fan. And now that was what almost two years ago. And we text every day and we're friends now. And he comes down from Michigan um, to, to crew matches all the time. He has season tickets. So I, I would say the Bryants are my two favorite people to watch with. Yeah. You should also, do an episode Bryant and Bryant and me instead of my brother, my brother and me. <laughs> we, uh, we had we had him on as a guest once, which was really kind of confusing. But we did have him on once. One of our earliest episodes actually was Bryant coming in. And uh, last one, uh, I have I have three kids. My middle child, she can't sit still at a soccer match. My four year old, I'm not even. There's no way I'm bringing him to a soccer match yet. That guy's a hellion. But my oldest daughter, <laughs> my oldest one, she's 12 now. She, from the time she was like six, she will sit in the stands, doesn't ask for food, doesn't want to leave early. She will sit and watch the entire match. If I want to leave early, like one match in 2016, the crew were awful in 2016. They were really Dark bad. Days. It was a dark day for that. Uh, that was before Save the Crew, and it was still pretty dark. Uh, we were there in August. I had just driven home from the Outer Banks of North Carolina that morning, and I took my daughter to a match that night. Torrential downpour. Like, there was almost nobody in the stadium at Historic Crew Stadium, and this is when I had season tickets still. And we're sitting in the upper sideline. I took a picture, like, five minutes before the match. She's the, we're the only two people in the, in the section. God. And the rain was pouring down. And it, I told her at halftime, I was like, hey, do you want to get out of here? And I think the crew were, they were probably losing at the time too, because that's what they did that year. She's like, no, we can't leave. We got to stay the whole match. <laughs> so she, um, so friends wise, I'll pick the Bryants, but um, probably a longer shelf life going with my daughter, my oldest. She's a ride or die. Yeah. My middle kid needs popcorn every 10 minutes. <laughs> Once her food is out, I'm like, oh, God, I need to get more food. Or else she's going <laughs> to she's gonna break. So, uh, yeah, my oldest is really good at the, the soccering. 
which team would you relegate if you could any league you can pretend it exists here oh oh man um I wouldn't relegate Cincinnati. I know that's kind of like an E. Like, we would probably we do can, that to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Historically. Well, to be fair, they might do it to themselves. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like rivalries. Like Everton was close to being relegated in the Premier League. I would hate that just because I like watching Liverpool and them play. If I had to pick a team, I would pick, um, I would pick Leeds United okay. in England just because – They've just done a lot of shysty stuff. They went after the one journalist, I forget her name, the one commentator in England. They went after her publicly. Like, I, There are two places that seem like terrible places to watch a match. That's Leeds and Burnley. It just seems like it's frightening to go watch a match there. So I'll pick Leeds because they're the worst of the two. That's fair. Um, what is your Harry Potter house? Oh man, Harry Potter house. Um, my my oldest is a um, a Gryffindor. My middle is a Hufflepuff. I don't. I I don't know. I haven't put myself into a house. Is that bad? No, you should take the quiz. We'll need to find okay. out. Yeah. Okay. Because I know that. But that's she, okay. Uh, she hasn't had the best reputation, at least in my brain, over the last few years. Um, she but hasn't. <laughs> we still, I mean, we already own the movies before. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I'll have to take the quiz and I'll report back what I get. So I'm not okay. sure which house I'm in. Listeners, send us your guesses. Ooh. Yeah, or if there's any BAM famers listening, you've probably heard me a lot. Like our episodes are two hours each. Every week it's a two-hour episode. They've heard me talk. A lot, so they will be able to. <laughs> they might have some good guesses. I think they're going to probably say Slytherin. Brian's the likable one of our podcasts. Uh, we love our Slytherin. We do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I think they get a negative. They get a negative connotation. You know, they do. Um, is there anyone in your life that you've met through soccer that you probably wouldn't have met otherwise? I'd say just about <laughs> everybody. <laughs> um, I would say most of my friends, I, all the friends I can think of now who live here in Columbus are um, folks I met through soccer. Like, it's just that the save the crew thing was so, <clears throat> was so shysty. And I am, I'm already kind of skeptic towards a lot of really rich people. <laughs> and I, uh, whenever that happened, it just, I tell folks a lot now, like, I don't like the MLS. I hate the MLS. I love the crew. And I don't really even, like, it's not the team, but it's everybody who supports them. Like, I love the people that I've met through the crew. Uh, So I'd say everybody, all of my friends, like, even Brian, we met at work, but soccer was what kind of brought us together. Um, I trained his wife. I'm a trainer at my job. And his wife, I trained her first. And then I eventually trained Brian too. But she told me like the first day that she met me in training, she's like, you would like my husband. <laughs> and we've now this, that's four years later where we're best friends. So um, we'll say Brian first and then everybody else in the crew supported him. <laughs> uh, there, I have a lot of names I could list, but we don't want to make this a two hour podcast. either. <laughs> uh, who is a soccer crush you just don't understand and think shouldn't be a crush? And if you say Olivier Giroud, we're ending this right now. <laughs> I can see it. Olivier Giroud, don't get it. Hey, he's hey, that's a that's an attractive man right there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot that one down. Um I might get in trouble for this one. Trish, I know you're a Chel- a Chelsea fan. Um soon to not be Chelsea anymore, which is good. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to say uh, Mason Mount. Oh, <laughs> that's Abby's number one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I just want okay. to say, and you know, it was nice having you. Goodbye. Everybody. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I have a new guest. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. We got to go. Is it his haircut? I'm not going to be in the link. I'm not going to be in the link, am I? I'm not going to be in the link. <laughs> you just relegated yourself off a of soccer yeah. crush. Uh, well, I I went out guns a blazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, um, the soccer crush. It's okay. I'll forgive you, but you're wrong. Who lost to who? Okay, never. Uh, I need to stay in your good graces. Who lost to Awoni that one week? The F, uh, the Union Berlin. 
Nigerian forward. Who lost to who did he lose to that week? This was like a couple months ago. I remember it was during AFCON, I think. Oh, I don't remember. But you know who I'm talking about, the the striker from Union Berlin and um Nigeria, A one E. He's like a the guy's just like muscle. He's just he's a, he does not he looks like a football player, an American football player. The only not, man I can think of is a dominatory or it might yeah. have been I always like, so I'll relegate like tra- yeah. I'll relegate Traore because he looks like okay. a weightlifter. I'll, I'll relegate That's him. That's fair. If your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you ordering? I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty simple. I would just uh, there's a place here called the North Market. It opens up a lot. There are a lot of different I love places. North you can Market. Eat from. Yeah. So I'll do North Market and it. I'll. I'll get hot chicken takeover and then I'll pay. Oh, oh love I'll hot pay. chicken takeover. <laughs> I I actually recommended that to Becky and she just had it the other day uh, whenever she was so in town. Good. It's it's really good. It's yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? Oh, zombie apocalypse team. Um, and they're not zombies, correct? Just give me the game. No, they're helping stuff. you to survive the zombie oh, apocalypse. Oh, they're helping you to survive. Okay. Um I'm gonna pick Alyssa Nair, the oh. goalkeeper for the U.S. national team. She is a total badass. Um, Alyssa Nair. I'll pick. Uh, he's a new crew center back, Milos Dejanic. He. I will pick him. He. I was. I wrote an article about him today a little bit because the crew lost uh, over the weekend again. This time, an own goal in the second minute, and they Who lost one to zero. To? <laughs> I know, but it, we have expectations. Um, <laughs> he said after the match, someone asked him, "Hey, how are you going to bounce back against Orlando?" He's like, "There's not, there's nothing to bounce back from. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. It's football." And he went into this thing, and I was, I was writing about it. And I looked into his history. He's uh, He's born in Serbia, but he plays for Australia's national team. He moved to Australia when he was 10. But in those 10 years, his family was part was in a country that where two wars broke out, where they were hearing sirens every night. Like they were playing soccer and they would have to run in if they heard sirens. And he was talking. He wrote this article, kind of like the Players' Tribune we have in the United States. There's one in Australia. He wrote this article about seeing like people – like dead around him at six, seven years old, um, going to bed at night, not knowing if him and his family are going to wake up the next morning. And he has this perspective about sports where it's just like, he does it. He's amazing. He's great. I think he's an awesome defender, but also he doesn't get caught up in the drama. Oh, we lost a game. He's like, I, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. We're healthy. That's all that's important. And he, he's carried this now like 20 years after he lived through this and uh, I will pick him just because I feel like he's gone through a lot. Um, he's seen some stuff. A zombie won't face him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And then uh, the third one, oh, Alyssa and Milos jumped out really quick. Mm. I'm going to pick, she is the, uh, she's a midfielder for Liverpool over in England. Her name is Rachel Furness. She is, uh, yeah, she's Northern Ireland's top goal scorer, but she's just such a badass. I feel like she would step up to anybody and and take them out. So I'll pick Rachel Furness as my third. It's a good team. Thank you. If I'm you standing have... behind them. I'm standing behind them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what everybody. Sure. If you had the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would it be? What was I was just thinking of one the other day that I was thought, oh, they should change this. Oh gosh, what was it? It's called offsides. No, I <laughs> I see the point in offsides. You don't want somebody poaching. You don't want somebody just standing out there waiting for the for the ball. I, Why not? I, you get the ball, you score, you're better than the other team. <laughs> yeah. I would change the substitutions. Okay. Change them into hockey substitutions. Oh, like you're during the match. The line? Players can run off and run back on if you want to. Okay. <clears throat> I would do that. That would be exciting to, to watch. Pep it up. I'm sick of this whole, okay, you have to wait. Okay, hold up the board. Okay, do this. No, <laughs> run in and out. I want it to be more fast-paced. That would be exciting. I think like in hockey, they should be able to get in actual fights 
and just <laughs> oh, the ref backs off and just lets them go at it. Just they turn around and they're like, I don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> um, who do you think has <laughs> who do you think has the best mascot and the worst? Oh, best okay, worst mascot. It could be any sport, right? Across anywhere. Sure. Okay. I'm going to say Stanford University. They just have this creepy tree. Like, it's like a tree with googly eyes. <laughs> Get oh, that out of here. That's so creepy. <laughs> Get out of here with that noise. No, we're, we're not going to do that. And for, um, for best mascot, I'm going to alienate a lot of crew fans because Crew Cat came back from the dead. I mean, that's a resurrection. That's pretty, that's pretty that's huge. That's impressive. But, I'm going to pick Slider, who is the mascot for the Cleveland Guardians. You have no idea what he is. (laughs) Slider's been a part of my life since I was a kid. The person who was in was in the slider suit broke their leg at us at a game because they were dancing on a dugout and fell off. So I have to give my my respect and love to you, Slider. I know you're listening. Dedicated mascot. Yeah. I went out for the the OG. Yeah. I still have coffee left. I'm not going (laughs) to. Um, if you could pick any match broadcast team, could be anybody, who would it be? Can I tell you who I don't like? And I get a lot of flack for this. I want to see where you fall on this. Okay. If you say Alexi Lawless, we're <clears throat> going to have a, a discussion. No, I do not know. I don't even type those words out no, together because I don't, he's, he's somebody who searches for his name. Um, <laughs> I don't like... I don't like Arlo White. I know that a lot of people seem to love him. I can't stand him. I think he is somebody who really likes to hear his own voice. And he likes to, like, he does poems at the beginning of matches and stuff. Like, I don't need that. (laughs) I don't need any of that. So I'm going to say he's not in in my favorites, obviously. As you can hear, <clears throat> I'm going to pick Jordan Angeli is one of my favorites. I'm going to pick Jordan Angeli. She's the crew play-by-play person um, playing the NWSL. Really, really great. And I'm going to pick, I'm going back to baseball, just going back to my roots. I'm going to pick Tom Hamilton <clears throat> because he does a great home run call. It wouldn't help in soccer, but I thought also think his <laughs> confusion of the sport would just be amazing. The yin yang of Jordan and Tom would just be, it would be entertaining. Yeah. Cause I don't need the commentators to tell me a lot about the match. Uh, I just want some entertainment value. And again, uh, sorry to Arlo. I, a lot of people get angry at me when I bring his name up. Um, just not him. He would not be anywhere close. That's fair. <clears throat> there were no wrong answers there. There okay. was one wrong answer. Yeah, there was one. Is there a match you wish you could have watched in person? I took the Mason Mount off of there. Okay, Trisha. I, 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 it's not I, me. I don't care about Mason Mount like that. I fixed it. I, fi- or, oh, I fixed it. Oh, the, one. Well, I, mean, I fixed it. So I, I don't have one wrong answer now, right? That's fair. A match that I wish I was at. Um, I think when, <clears throat> I think just over the weekend, I know this is recency bias popping in, but I would say when Liverpool got promoted over the weekend, uh, Liverpool women's team. I would love to be over there for a match, and uh, that would be amazing to see them get promoted up, um, and just how excited everybody was, and how close they are to the supporters. So it's not like a it's not a Champions League final or anything like that. But I think it would be really fun. Second place would probably be <clears throat> USA versus England from the 2019 World Cup, where Alyssa Nair stops that penalty. And we get the Alex Morgan tea. I would pick that, that as my second one. one. That's really good. Yeah. And seeing all the sad British folk, that would be good. Mm. Would you have rather have a million dollars or a match worn kit from your favorite player? Ooh, I'm going to say million dollars. <laughs> I could stretch. Yeah, I feel like we have the price down. too high on that one. <laughs> yeah. If you put, <laughs> I would probably, I would probably take the money. I'm really bad at keeping any souvenirs um i feel like i have a story for all these answers and if you want me to shut up just stop me (laughs) (laughs) i went uh to ann arbor michigan a few years ago when liverpool played manchester united at the at the big house that's what it's called yeah the big house sure i went with my nephew um who at the time god when he was 11 or 12 my nephew is not known for like 
smiling a ton. He's pretty good to reserve to himself. He just doesn't show like a lot of like laughy kind of giggling personality. He's very like stern, but he jokes around a ton and everything. He's hilarious. But we were there um, and we, f- we found like Liverpool's hotel because I was the liaison from the LFC Columbus to go get tickets for people. I was picking up tickets from their hotel. So we're driving we go to a bar and meet Robbie Fowler. We meet, uh, we meet him at a bar, which my nephew's like, I don't know who this is. We still got a picture. Uh, we went, drove back past the hotel and the team bus was parked there. And I just like ditched the car. I parked it. So it was probably not a parking zone. We ditched and we ran. We just wanted to like, see the players. I don't care about autograph. I just wanted to see the players. My nephew, um, he was sitting there against the gate and, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are the last two off the bus. And we get there right as Sadio Mane walks up. And my nephew's just like, he's in mode to get a selfie. So he's standing there like, I'm just going to get a selfie as he walks by. We're not asking for autographs. We're not asking for anything. Mane walks up to him, sees he's doing a selfie, and he stands next to him. And he poses with him. Mm-hmm. And my my nephew, who played like club soccer and everything, and um, he I, I turned him into a Liverpool fan after that because he was – he freaked out. Like I'd never seen him smile like that before. His face was like lit up. Like he called my sister and he was, my sister was like, Oh my God, he is the happiest I've ever seen him <laughs> in his life. Well, we ended up getting Sadio Mane's autograph. We ended up meeting Jurgen Klopp. We got his autograph, like Fabinho, all these players who won European title That's are there. And I got all this stuff. Andy, uh, Andy Robertson signs this Liverpool flag. So I have this flag signed by, four or five players. And then a couple months later, after it was done, it's just sitting in my house. And I was like, you can have it Preston." I just gave him all the stuff that I got signed. Like, I don't, I, I was so stressed to get it signed. And then I don't even want it. I'm more of an experienced person. I'm not like a tangible, I need something from it. I just, uh, the experience was so amazing that I just gave him all of my stuff. I hope he kept it. I need to ask him if he kept it. <laughs> he turned into a teenager and you know what happens then. Things Things change. are not as cool. No, mm-hmm. right. Um, what is one player that used to be at your club that you would mm. bring back in a second? Mm. I would bring Savannah McCaskill back to the Chicago Red Stars. I think she she went to she got drafted by Boston. Boston closed up shops. She got traded to Sky Blue. Yeah, Sky Blue at the time, which is not great. Before they went through the Gotham Hip kind of fits rebrand, which um, they still have the same owners. Uh, <laughs> still not great. Then she came to Chicago. Then she moved to Louisville. And then she got traded to LA. I want her to stay on a team because I think she's great. Um, so I'll bring her back to Chicago, and then they'll keep her. In Chicago. Although at this point, I actually don't want anybody to play for Chicago because I I hate their ownership. So uh, we'll keep that answer just for issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, for folks who haven't listened to our our show, um, which you made the right choice listening to this one. We have kind of completely stopped any engagement with Chicago. Like we're not adding any engagement numbers. We're not trying to talk about like, we support the players and we support everything they do and any endeavors they have. And we hope they do well, but we're just done giving money to them. Like I drove to Chicago last year, drove to Louisville a couple of times, went to the title game last year. Like I, we're not giving them money anymore. We're not doing that. We just can't support someone like Arnhem Whistler who owns the team and seems to be okay with abusers and power and stuff. So. Uh, which team has the best fan base and which team has the worst? I'll say Man City fans are the worst. Tied with Nashville. <laughs> I haven't had any issues with Nashville tied supporters, with Nashville. really. Okay. Uh, so Man City's tied with Nashville. <laughs> with them as the worst. I need to get back in people's good graces here. Uh, I'm kind of hesitant to say it. I know no supporters group is perfect or anything, but I'll kind of have to go to the folks in Portland who are standing up to their ownership. I would say the supporters who are standing up to uh, Mayor Paulson out there, both for the Timbers and the Thorns, I would say them because they keep putting the pressure on where other teams are kind of like, yeah, we're mad. And then a few weeks later, it's like, 
Let's go to the soccer match. <laughs> so I, I, I will give them that support right now. If you could watch any two teams play each other at any stadium, who's playing and where? Oh, goodness. Um, that Liverpool-Man City match was really fun yesterday. That was really fun yesterday. Oh, man. I would do those two playing each other at lower.com field so I could go to it. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I'd go to it that as would well. Be fun. They would never like, hey, 20,000 people. That's like one stand <laughs> at one of their stadiums. They would never do it, but I would love to, to, to see them. Who is your most hated soccer team? Most hated soccer team? I really can't stand Manchester United. I really can't stand them. There's nothing admirable about okay. Manchester United. Are you ready for the second part of the question? Oh, gosh. Can you say something nice about them? Red uh, <laughs> uh, Mar- Marcus Rashford is a good there human go. being. Yeah, that's correct. There that's the go. only nice thing. Yes. Have you ever seen a good referee during a match? I've probably seen a good referee at some point. Never in an NWSL match. Um, rarely in an MLS match. No, I can you, think of a certain can It's okay. You don't have to remember which <laughs> match they came from. Have just have you ever seen a good one? Oh, oh, oh! I've, I've I've seen a good enough one. I've seen one that has made me. See, the thing is, like, if your team's losing, the ref is always horrible. The ref yes. is always horrible when your team's losing. Yes. That so is anytime the crew or Liverpool have won, they've had great refs during those matches. Um, and the final question, the final rapid fire question we have for you is. Who is your soccer crush? We know who it isn't. Yeah, it's not Mason Mount. <laughs> I you're gonna say Ronaldo. It's not Mason. I don't put the not in this. I was thinking you were gonna say Ronaldo there. I no, Ronaldo we don't have to say his name. For, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, then I will not say that name that shall not be said. Oh man, soccer crush. Ugh. I'm gonna go with Jordan Henderson. I feel like you can't really nothing he's ever done has made you upset about him. He seems like a genuinely good person. He's kind of like, I know Steven Gerrard had a lot of the flashy highlights, but Henderson was likable. <laughs> he's, he's just seems like a, a great person. He's got the personality and he's not bad to look at. Agreed. True story. As a Chelsea mm-hmm. fan, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well um thomas thank you so much for joining us for the yeah. episode it was an absolute blast um please go check out his podcast brian me it's delightful um uh-huh. we very much enjoy it i appreciate it and thank you for having me and i hope i didn't stretch your podcast to again brian me lengths i had a story <laughs> for every single question you asked me that's and okay that's all right okay that's what we're here for Thanks for yeah. having me. Um, it's been the most fun. <gasps> Stop. I can't wait to <laughs> listen. I'm not going to listen to my own episode. I can't wait for more episodes without me. In it. <laughs> That's it for this time. Crushes. Thank you for hanging out with us. And a massive thank you to Thomas for hanging out and sharing his soccer love story. Go follow him and join the band fam. And don't forget, we have thirst traps thirst trap content on both twitter and instagram you should follow us if you're not already doing so also we are accepting your nominations for the next couple of crushes of the weeks crush of the weeks and send us some nominations and if they're good enough we will use them and of course thank you for listening to soccer Soccer crush soccer crush (laughs)